We got it working. Hey, are we good? I think so. Hey, dope. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Clueless Critics, where we critique, review, and analyze what we may not be qualified to criticize. I am your host, uh, Philemon, also known as Void. Follow me on my various social media. Love Void Art, L-E, Void, V-O-I-D, Art. Uh, some of them might have periods in the middle. Some of them may not. Uh, Google it. It might help you out. Um, uh, as for uh, the new guy here, say hello. Hello, my name is Branson, also known as Raven. I don't know why. Uh, I'm, <laughs> new, I'm your new co-host this evening. Hey, hey, uh, yes. Uh, just to give you all a short little PSA by previous co-host, uh, yeah, Kyle. Um, he he felt in his heart of hearts he needed to really focus and get on uh, finishing up his uh, comic idea and get that going. So I, so we decided to talk about it, and uh, I decided that uh, we both decided that it would be best for him to sort of uh, leave being the co the co host of this show and really get onto that comic. So uh, go send him love on his uh, various social media at, at fishgills. He's mostly on Instagram. He's soon going to be on webtoons, working on that comic. It's gonna be lit. Trust me, he's an amazing artist, and I'm actually really looking forward. Um, but yeah, um, I'm I'm here with Raven. We've known each other for God, how long? Oh, is since, it? since sixth Today. grade, man. Sixth grade. I am twenty three. <laughs> Holy, sh- you are like you are like the like. <laughs> You're like the closest thing that I've had to the Japanese concept of a childhood. Same, man. Like, the <laughs> yeah. well, thing is, I, I've been moving around my whole life. I've, I've pretty much never lived anywhere longer than two and a half to three years it, until I moved to Fredericksburg. That was the longest I've ever lived mm-hmm. in one spot. Uh, so mm-hmm. my friends are there. My family's there. Uh, yeah. Uh, that that's the closest thing to home I had. So mm. yeah, I get it, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. We were always uh, to give you a bit of a story background. We were always like sort of the nerdy kids in band and in school. So it all it only makes sense that we'd like get older and be like, "Hey, we're we're still sort of nerds. Let's let's talk about things that relate to art." Let's see if people will listen to <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see if we're somewhat humorous enough to make people listen to oh, us. Oh man. Um. Uh. So yeah, we'll just get into the first topic yep. for most of y'all, most of all of you. Um. You guys probably have noticed that the Grammys happened at least last week or the week before. This is award season, guys. Love it or hate it, <laughs> it's award season. Um, and, uh, I'm happy to say as a Kendrick Lamar fan and follower, uh, he swept sort of bad that he did in a lot of the categories. I love Kendrick. He had good, uh, he had a good album, but I sort of like, once again, it's one of those things where you're like, if, if people weren't mad that like a couple years ago, a 
two or so Grammy, yeah, about two Grammys ago, or is it three Grammys at this point? <laughs> that three or four, he came out in 2012, so it's like a while actually. So like 2013, Macklemore came out with his album, and Kendrick Lamar, who, who is probably one of the biggest guys in hip hop, came out with his debut album um, called uh, Good Kid, Mad City. And Macklemore won. So, as you can tell, like, hip-hop was so bad that a bunch of, what it seems like, ineducated people just chose the guy who sang about buying clothes at a thrift shop while Kendrick Lamar made a cinematic, thematic, <laughs> mo- like, an audio experience about living in the hood and trying to get out and the, the peer pressures and the contradictions <laughs> and growing up. In short. <laughs> and he... In- in short, in short, the outrageous one over what made sense. Exactly, because it was, I guess, more popular. Somehow, right? <laughs> that's, what, that's, what would, that's what it's come to these days. I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. Uh, I, think, I think the thing, if you want to win an award, uh, unless it's like the video game awards, because I feel like the people at the video game awards are, it's not, it's a lot more niche. A little bit. Video games, video games, you still have to be in the industry, so like they, they're a little bit more accurate. But it's getting there. It's, it's they're um, starting to yeah catch up with the other ones, which I'm really worried about. Yeah. Um. So the thing is, with um, with um the the Oscars, the Grammys, the Golden Globes, even probably. I don't really watch all of them, but with these award shows. I've noticed you have to be, you have to re, you have to think when you're making this. Am I big enough that old white men know about me? Pretty much. That's that's what every major <laughs> award show nowadays is. It's it's just another business move. <laughs> yeah, like, am I big enough that old white people know my name? If not, then like, very rarely are you going to be the new artist on the mm-hmm. block. And win yeah. that. Win, even though, even if you do, like, on a merit base wise, have an arguably the best album in what your respective genre or of the year. If you're new and these old white dudes haven't heard of you, and they, <laughs> you're probably not gonna win. You probably, um, you'll be um, lucky to even be invited. That's, that's the unfortunate aspect of it. No, the thing that pisses me off is they get invited. They get nominated. <laughs> and then they have to watch it. And then they still lose. Yeah. It's like somebody somebody knows about you, but whoever's voting doesn't care. Yep. <laughs> that's, um, that's, that's the real question. Like, Who's voting? Who's really voting? Exactly. Who, the, the people who come... Like, some of these committees that vote are just like... So... Oh, even if you're the new... Okay, the thing that makes me so mad... About the Grammys recently. Alyssa Cara won Best New Artist. Who? Alyssa Cara, she made the song uh, Here. Oh, oh, yeah. What a, like, dun, 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 dun. She's like a female vocalist. I think you probably like her. Maybe. Music. I was listening to her back in two. Yeah, but the thing is here, listen okay. to me, listen to me. She won Best New Year Artist this year. Okay? Mm-hmm. She came out in 2015. <sighs> What? Uh. <laughs> what? Oh Early 2013. She, 
And Cardi B was up for nomination. I'm like, she's at least this year. She's. And then SZA, who made a great R&B album. Her first album was this year, if I believe so. She she got snubbed in so many categories for R and B because year. of Bruno Mars. Uh, uh, it's just uh, it's... so so. Really, what it comes down uh, to is when did the when did the real people who run the show hear about it? <laughs> exactly. They're always late always. to the party, all always. the time. Oh my god! By the time they're like, by the time they're like, oh wow, hip hop is. Like you, you realize you realize this. It's like the same people were like, "Wow, hip hop is the most the the most listened to genre in the world." And I'm like, if you're just if you're just like realizing this, or that article that said that like piqued your interest, and was like, "Wow, that's actually a thing that happened." You're yeah, already too late. Pretty much. <laughs> like you're already too late, bro. It's been like this for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's genuinely upsetting. It really is. This whole oh, fiasco with the Grammys, the Oscars, and, the Golden Globes, any any, any major award ceremony. Mm, it's mm. just a huge circle jerk. It really is. And you know about the Oscars and freaking animate the animation oh, category. Oh, forget that. Because <laughs> I know I'm trying to. You, <laughs> you heard the quote, I, I, right? Of like, why Frozen swept the year it came out, even though like there was a big anime. I forget which anime. There's a lot of anime that came out in 2015. Which year did Frozen come out? Was uh, it 14? Four, yeah, 14. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely 2014. The big thing about 2014 anime was like this, right? I literally listened to a person who was an exec who was voting in another thing, and he said, the reason I voted for... This is his reason for voting for Frozen. Okay. Oh, no. I don't think it was Frozen, but it's like the same idea of like... He was like, I voted for the thing that Pixar came out with. Because my grand, because my daughter liked it, or my granddaughter liked it. Don't even watch. Don't even watch, and they don't even watch what they're voting for. Oh my god! They don't. uh, These people don't even know about the industry. They're they're trying to judge who was the best game. (laughs) It's like having a bunch of leverage judge a beauty contest. I don't know who. And I wish exactly. I, I, I could have coined that joke, but I don't. I don't remember who made it. That's the, that's the thing. I just it was something I heard a while back, so I don't. I don't take any credit it's, for that. It's literally the blind leading the people who can see. Mm-hmm. And the people who can see is like, yeah, this is. They're like the people who can see are just like, yeah. I mean, this is bullshit, but fuck yeah, it. I, I, you I, I know, like more cliches, but to add on to that, it's like in the, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. <laughs> really, weird. but the one-eyed man. But the one-eyed the man was a patch. The... That's the problem. Yeah, the one-eyed man has, has glaucoma. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's not a great situation. He's trying to fit in, man. <laughs> he's, he's really Jesus trying. Christ. Oh, uh, so bad. It just it saddens my soul, dude. No. 
Yeah, so I, th- I think now that we've railed enough, we've had our obligatory railing of <laughs> <laughs> award ceremonies. Uh, do you do you have any do you have do you have anything that you could say in positive for an award ceremony at all? Uh, well, I, w- I will say this: uh, many times have I mm-hmm. actually gone in to watch an award ceremony for because for some reason there was nothing on TV that day, I guess. And <laughs> and I've come ac- or on YouTube I've come across some bit of material, whether it be in the music industry, in movies, TV shows, whatever. Mm. That I'd never heard of. Slumdog Millionaire, huge example. Uh, that, mm. oh, do you remember that mm. year? How many awards that one won? <laughs> Sound yeah. writing director, I think. Uh, yeah. And I, I think, I, I don't know. I feel like the people who nominate should be the ones who win, <laughs> <laughs> who vote for the winners. The ones who nominate, yeah. Or like, or like, how? I don't know how the uh, nominations work. Because it seems like ninety percent of the time, the nominations are better. I think that yeah. <laughs> then well, because I think the way the way the nomination pr- process worked, it, it really comes down to critical acclaim, and that's another fickle process in, in and of itself. Mm. Uh, critics st- critics mm. don't go to theaters, man. They mm. don't. Really, they don't. You don't think? You don't think? You don't think they they don't they they don't go to the theaters? You know you know how many reviews have come out for, for films that critics didn't even see. Really, it, it really comes down to whether or not they just thought it was. Wait, turn out. Wait, there. Oh my god, it makes me mad because this is plausible, mm-hmm. but like it makes me also mad because that's like, really, we're just this is what we doing now. We're just gonna mm-hmm. we're just gonna review the trailer. <laughs> Pretty much, that's it. a lot. A lot of times, unfortunately, it re- really comes down to what kind of mindset. That's that's the problem with. And here I am talking about critics on a critic show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> again, I'm. I think I'm more of the clueless aspect on this one because I because I say that, but I cannot remember exactly what it was. There, there was some mm. film recently that that came out, and mm. pretty much. None of the critics that did the major reviews for it went out and saw it because user scores were through the roof. Mm. <laughs> Do you think it was was it a was it a Netflix show? Was it Maybe. bright? No, I don't know about bright. Well, example, uh, but no, this this one wasn't a uh, Netflix special. This mm. was actual. Uh, and like people cin- loved it, but they experience. didn't. <sighs> oh no, man. Oh. And, and then, on the, yeah. and then on the other hand, you'll you'll see like critics raving about some film that no one liked. Mm. Mm. Star Wars. Well, uh, I think I think it's one of those things of like, okay, here's the thing that uh, one of my fears is somebody who critiques something, which I'm starting to see with me drawing and doing art. Okay, and it's probably gonna happen with comic books as well as I get better at writing stories. Right? Is People who critique and analyze stories and story structure and write all the time, yeah. they get to a point where, like, they can watch, like, it's like a musician, right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, like, you've, you've done music, right? When you listen to a person and you listen to a song and you're just like, people are like, wow, this song is so good. And you're just like, eh. 
it's all right. It's the same three chords over and over. Yeah, when, when, you, like, when you get too deep into <laughs> any indie industry or art form or whatnot, you become cynical because you know how the process works. And yeah, you start you've seen it. You've seen it all before. Yeah. You've seen it all before. So you're like, I this is really nothing new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, ex- experience in those fields really leads to just an overall cynicism so, of the of the art itself, and it it can it can seep the enjoyment out of it. But if if you really enjoy if you really enjoy what you do, you won't let it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's 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 my whole thing, right? Excuse me. That's, that's, I think that's my whole thing. I've been watching a lot of music reviews and anime reviews and or movie reviewers and stuff like that just because, you know, I'm starting to get into writing my own stuff. So I'm like, yeah. I want to avoid some pitfalls and stuff. But then I realize, like, I think there's, like, a sort of fatigue that comes over you when you see certain tropes over and over again. Yeah. Whereas opposed to, like, an audience who's not really watching that much or it's not their job to watch and listen to that much. Mm-hmm. Those tropes aren't as tired to them. Yeah. So, so like, like for example, if any of you know Anthony Fantano, the internet's busiest music nerd, uh, listen to him, watch him on YouTube. He's great. Um, He literally puts out, like, two or three music reviews a day for albums Mm -hmm. from various genres. So, like... Obviously, he knows his shit because he's been doing this from like for like five to actually maybe since the beginning of YouTube or fairly close. And even before that, he was a big music guy. So it's like I assume and he plays bass and so he knows music and structure and stuff. So it's like this guy probably has listened to so much different music that you actually have to be like really really good to be like top tier for him mm-hmm. like if you're getting an 8 from this guy you're really good whereas opposed to like some people's 10s wouldn't even cross his like 6 list his 6 mm-hmm. you know um, so that's my biggest worry but I feel like I just have to bite the bullet cause like mm-hmm. You sort of you sort of have to get to a point where you raise your, your standard is so high with light stories. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that, that's know. where you need to keep that standard really when it comes down to it. Is, yeah. Uh, if if you don't, yeah, if you become fatigued by those tropes, just don't use them yourself. Yeah. It doesn't mean that other people that other people aren't going to enjoy it. Yeah. That's that's the part that people struggle with, and especially me. Like, if whether it's writing or or music, it comes. I'll see stuff that I don't find original anymore, mm-hmm. or, or even even stuff that when I first read it or saw it or listened to it, I thought, "Wow, I don't think I've heard anything like this." And then a few months then later, you realize, you're like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Whoa, wait!" There's been 500 things like this. Oh, Ooh. I just was never. I was not hip. Yeah, the the decline in interest as it goes. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Really, when it comes down to it, it's like, you know what? People still enjoy it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. More, more power to them. It's just, it's one of those things, if you, if it puts you off, it's just one more thing you need to put on the list of, okay, if I do something, what am I not mm-hmm. going to do? Mm-hmm. What shouldn't I do? Yeah. Because really, what matters is, what do you, what do you, as a creator, want to do? Yeah. 
I, I'm trying to figure out what the the role of a critique, a, a critiquer, a, 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 a critic, person? a critic, critic. <laughs> critiquer, critic. It's in our name, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am clueless, boys. <laughs> um, uh, but it's it's the is their role to shape and shape people's tastes or warn people about bad shit or I don't know because like per, go ahead. personally I, I feel like the, the critic is more so there or should be more so there for the creator mm. like here, here's things to watch for next time uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But very rarely do artists like the critique. Yeah, that's they always because it's devolved. The mm. ro- the roles on, on both sides when it comes to the the critiquing process they have devolved to, to a point where it defeats its purpose now. Mm. Well, I don't know about that anymore. Well, yeah. Because I guess, I guess it depends on the because okay, the Anthony Fantano has. He, I feel like he makes pretty solid critiques of things, but I feel like they're obviously artists are sensitive as people. Oh yeah, yeah. And any, so anything like that you, anything that you made, you you put a lot of work, a lot of work into. You care about extensively, mm-hmm. and just to, to see that picked apart, analyzed, mm-hmm. like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. That that's painful. Yeah. So, but but it's even worse when like a rapper who's supposed to be this tough guy gets in his feelings and like tries to uh, call you out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's happened to he. For example, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Wale. Wale is a rapper from DC who's fairly large, I would consider, and for the most part, um, Anthony Fantano, whenever he critiques his stuff, is fairly. He's not like he never says it's like below a five, like awful or anything like that. But he's ne- he will not he, he will, will not critique back. you. <laughs> yeah, he will critique you and just be like, "This is I did not like this about this, right?" Um, and so also okay, all right. I think I have an and, idea for what could. Yeah, but go ahead. The, the thing is, I think a lot of people. A lot of artists might make the mistake of going to a very specific uh, critic or mm-hmm. group of critics uh, to get their opinion, and that, that's the, that's the one that matters to them. And that could be a huge mistake because critics mm-hmm. have very particular tastes on an mm-hmm. individual level, mm-hmm. and if yours may not be up to par with those tastes, it doesn't necessarily mean it, it wouldn't be with others. Yeah, you yeah. need to you need to get as many different opinions as you can. You need to get as many data points as possible, uh-huh. right? And and if the critics don't appeal to, uh, and if the critics' views don't appeal to you, what do the what do the real listeners think? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. I guess I think it gets I think, I think it gets murky when you start to get a sizable fan base. Mm. Yeah, because the, there are some fans who will say literally, if you pissed on a track. And that they will be like, wow, he's so next level. Oh my God, right? Mm-hmm. They will not say anything bad about your shit. Right. Then you have the opposite end where they're like, they just hate you because you breathed today. And then... That, this is the public. That, that's just the nature of the public. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, so 
if the actual listeners, there's only like a good middle portion where you're like, I feel like they're a little bit more objective about something. Well, it goes back to you. You remember that discussion we had about what or who? Who's the name of the guy that put out the video of why it's impossible to further a cause on the internet? Oh, where there's, there's five video. people. Yeah. The, yeah, there's five the crack people video. who actually know what they're talking about, and then behind each one of those people are 100,000 five-year-olds mm. lighting torches and setting fire to their own camps. <laughs> like that, that is the Basically. fan base, in a nutshell, in any, any field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, those those 100,000 are always, always going to tear mm-hmm. everything down. Uh... They're the one. They're the they're the blue haired. They're the blue haired uh, fe- feminists <laughs> screaming the, the at feminists. the TV screen. Well, while yeah, while you have the actual feminists at the side that are like, we don't yeah. want to kill men. Yeah. <laughs> just like that, we don't. We don't want you slaving. Like the, like, the, the, the most unfortunate part about it, you can't really cut them out because they're still on your team. True. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, they're still on your team, so there's no good way to get rid of them. Man, civil civil rights movements, they, their their peak was like 50 years ago when mm-hmm. when you could like when I I know I know Martin Luther King Jr. had some people that are just like, hey, just see that guy over there. There's gonna you gotta mm-hmm. go. Just just shut him up. He's, yes. he's <laughs> not gonna help us. He wants he wants to fight the white. Well, people. you know what happened. Those people just started their own movements. If they mm, think true. about it, the civil rights movement had extremes yeah. as far as how to, how to deal with it. Yeah, yeah it's can. true. With, you know, with the mm. the peaceful ordeal, you know, sitting, you know, mm. what, what was it called? Civic disobedience. Civic disobedience. And, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's another example? Is Malcolm X a good example of another... Malcolm X was a little bit bit. more militant and more separatist, but he eventually saw Martin Luther King's way was winning, so he was like, yeah, I'm I'm going to slowly just go to his side. He was a smarter individual than that, but uh, I'm sure there were plenty of, uh, like, whoever started the Black Panther Party. I'm not a big history buff. I don't know names, but yeah, yeah. yeah, when, when you have these organizations dedicated to the militaristic ideals behind how to create change versus mm. you know the, the weights of Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks all these big figures of that time who didn't directly fight against them or, or yeah didn't lash out but still made a difference mm-hmm. where you get those deviations is from those individuals the really loud ones Ooh. that you now find in the form. Uh, R slash pole. Or, or even worse, 4chan poli- politics boards. Oh, oh my god. Holy uh. shit. It's... It's, it's perfect. It's made up in the point the other day. It's yeah. welcome to Fortune. <laughs> uh, yeah, we make our own facts, and if your facts don't line up with my facts, then it's fake news. Um, 
but I, I think the, the thing that sums up 4chan for me is like people who use the word normie as an insult unironically <laughs> and I'm like and, I, and you're just like oh yeah. it's just like it's internet oh, yeah. hipster culture to- toxic because in re- because in real life they feel like they have to make fun of people who are well adjusted in society or something like there's nothing wrong with being a normie or even liking things that are normie in, in quotation marks it just uh, I don't know it's just one of those things that sort of like picks, pisses me off because I was almost like one of them oh. I was almost I almost was like oh yeah I'm not a normie and then I realized like oh shit I'm turning into a hipster <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. uh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just I'm gonna just slow down and moonwalk back out of this <laughs> I try to I try my best to like things or like try to understand things that I would normally on first listen think is trash. Mm-hmm. For example, like uh, a lot of mumble rap. I'm like, I listen to it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to figure out why this mm-hmm. is popular. And then I'm like, oh, melody. They're just uh, people like it for the melody. And you're probably going to listen to this at yeah. a club. At a club, you don't give a shit about the lyrics. Th- <laughs> think about the EDA twins. They're, they're really big. Back in the day. Exactly. Every... Every generation had their party songs that some you actually listen to it and you're like, nigga, what are you saying? What? Uh, you, you don't you don't listen to mumble rap just to figure out what they're saying. Uh, as yeah. a matter of fact, in most cases, it's probably for the best that you don't know. Uh, <laughs> whenever whenever somebody uses uh, uses the description of it's a vibe for a song, you know that they're not trying to think when they listen yeah. to this song. That's what its purpose is. And so, so when I like, for example, when I, I first listened to like house music, mm-hmm. did you, did you, uh, do you listen to, have you ever listened to house music? Uh, on rare occasion, I can't name any songs off the top of my head. Uh, did you like house music the first time you listened to it? Uh, depend on, depended on the song. Uh, because there is enough variation in the, in the form mm. where you could like some beats over the others. Uh, I'm trying to think of examples. Uh, who, who was the artist? I'm, I remember you sending sending me a song. I don't know if this qualifies as house, uh, but that is it. Do, is it clean band? Clean band? I was about, I was yeah. about to say. Yeah. They're pretty decent. Yeah, they are decent. Like that. That. that um. Well, the thing is, I didn't like house music. Because original house music tended to be long and a little bit more like simplistic, mm. um, and I was like, "Why would you sit down and listen to this?" And then I went to college, and then I realized that house dance was a part of the hi- under the umbrella of hip hop. More so ambiance and, than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there's like it, once you learn, once I learned that the house dance actually had its own forms, like breakdancing and mm-hmm. popping, and like there's actual like skill involved in the dancing and that this music is associated with this mm-hmm. dance I understood house music and I was like I like this a whole lot more so whenever I hear house music I'm not like I'm not trying to sit down and listen I'm thinking about how would I dance to this Yeah, what moves would I do and the enjoyment skyrockets so I came to the under this understanding of different music is made for different things right uh, 
at different times. Well, look at it from an artist's perspective. There are many forms mm-hmm. of art that a lot of us don't have any semblance of an idea of what it's for. Uh, exactly. Like, for example, modern art. How many people have looked at a modern art masterpiece and gone, how much sleep did this person lose <laughs> to come up None, with this? maybe? <laughs> uh... Well, okay, so I had a person in an art discord I was in talk about modern art. Okay. And the breaking down of it. And if I'm remembering right, the idea for modern art was experimentation in the extreme. Okay. So it's like, okay, let's just forget, like, about realism and all that. Let's just see what we can do with colors, like like the more abstract concepts of art. Let's see what we can do with that. Push that to the extreme. And then, like, if I'm remembering right, I might be misremembering why this, but... And then I think the idea is, like, you take that those extremes and then you reel them back in with your other things. Sort of idea. Okay. It's the like... Phone. The phone is ringing. Oh, the ring game. Where is that? That was from oh. band. That was high school, man. The phone will be right there. No, but that's from, like, a TV show. Is it? Yeah, it's from like a kid's TV show. That's where we referenced it from. You see how easily distracted we are? (laughs) Oh my god. I actually forgot about that whole meme we had back in the high school. Every time the phone rang in class, is it the phone? Uh, The The phone is ringing. The phone is ringing. The phone will be right there. there. Um, If if any of you are listening, (laughs) uh, know what song we're Mm. referencing, please... Sweet me, just Lavoid <laughs> uh, art. Uh, um, you forgot your own plug, didn't you? God, I <laughs> fucking forgot my point, bro. Uh, we're, well, we were talking about modern art and experimentation in the extreme, taking colors. Oh yeah, and then patterns, you bring it, everything, and just bringing it all hand. the way back. Yeah, then bringing it all the way back. Some of them, I feel like though, uh, like the guy who like literally put his toilet. In, and got it sold for like a hundred thousand or some shit. I'm like, I don't know if that's modern art, <coughs> art or you just being a discounting on people to overthink. No, not even overthink, but you just being like, I'm going to be the greatest businessman of all time. That's capitalizing right there. Yeah, that's capitalism at its greatest. You literally made a person think, hey, I'm gonna take the sod in half toilet. And see who actually thinks it's art. an art piece. <laughs> oh, oh, that's. I I feel like the art in that was the art of a deal. Yes. <laughs> that, that is that is the art of uh, money making right there. That's. Oh man. Teach their own. <laughs> I, I guess. guess. But a, a lot of times, especially oh. with uh, ab- abstract. Well, I don't know if this is considered abstract painting, but. Uh, a lot of times I'll look at a canvas where people clearly just like took a paintbrush and just started slinging it like they were conducting an orchestra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the little paint the, spots. The, the spots and everything. I'm like, this is this is Rorschach with colors. Mm. Anyone mm. can make anything out of it. And for for the mm. really abstract thinkers out there, that's phenomenal. More power to you. Mm. Uh, I, mm. however, look at it and go, is this on the front porch? What is this? Is this a chair? balcony 
There's a, cr- there's a crab see. on the railing. There's a Godzilla oh, in the background. What is that? No, it's the uh, it's the monster Clover from Cloverfield. Clover, yeah. Speaking of that, have you have have you? No, I have I not. Have. I've been hearing horrible things about it. How dare they? No, well, the thing, well, the thing is, people, people have been like, yeah, I was mad excited after the Super Bowl, and then they're like, it was the weakest out of the three. I, I've heard, <laughs> and I'm like, I've oh. Heard that, and here's the thing: every time I go into, every time I go into a Cloverfield movie, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's the first one, Ten Cloverfield Lane, or the Cloverfield Paradox, I always convince myself, it's like, just don't know what to expect. Okay. It's, it's best to not know what to expect in these movies because, because there's almost no consistency. Until until really? the, until the new one where it starts to tie things back, it starts to reel it back in. Uh, okay. Because and... I was trying to figure out, I didn't watch, I didn't really watch either of them. The first two, uh, either the previous, yeah. So I'm like, I understood they're all in the same universe, but the the second one seemed to be less of a kaiju Godzilla thing, like the first mm-hmm. one was, and. The second one is like it sort of seemed like it was after the fact, excuse me, and the world was over or some crap, and like people were hiding in their house. That's what oh, I was getting from the trailers. Uh, and this next, alert, by the way, listeners. Oh <laughs> yeah, spoilers. If you haven't, honestly, yeah, I don't really care about spoilers, so and I'm probably still gonna watch it anyway if it's good. Oh, yeah. um, um, I will. I won't go into details about the new one. Like I won't go too far into details about. The new one. But, uh, okay. What about the first yeah, two? The, the first two. Set, will... set, set, set up this world for me. Okay. For, uh, first film, found footage film. Uh, yes. Tr- I remember the advertising for this thing was all over. Mr. The Abrams place. is the big guy for all three. Oh yeah, JJ Abrams. It, well, his, his company, okay. Bad, Bad Robot, was mm. the, at the helm for all three so far. And there's going to be, by the way, there's going to be a fourth one, I think, in October. Mm. Oh yeah, wow! It's called it's called Overlord, and it's going to take place in World War II. But again, you can't you can't go into this thing knowing, like tra- having an idea wow, of what so to this, expect because so the timeline is all over the place. Like, it, and well, when you watch when you watch the third one, Cloverfield Paradox, it and if you really listen to what certain people are saying, it will start to make sense. Okay. Uh, however, you really have to listen to what people are saying in, in regards to, for example. If the second you start hearing about a like the Cloverfield paradox, the second you hear about that in the film, to mm. turn up the volume, listen, because okay. that that's the main point. I think mm. is, is what they're trying to, to go over. But the first the first two, yeah. so the first Cloverfield film, fa- found footage. footage. I remember the advertising the way uh, the way they did it, it was like the first part of the movie or something, uh, mm-hmm. and leading up to it as far as they went in was just watching Statue of Liberty's head go flying down uh, one of the main avenues in New York every time there's a destruction thing that happens in America the Statue of Liberty is dying and this then either that or symbolism and then yeah Statue of Liberty is going down we've seen it all the goddamn time Statue of Liberty is going down and then the San Francisco Bridge is being split in half (laughs) pretty much Uh, but as far as the advertising went, we didn't know if it was... Bonus points for Mount Rushmore. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and no, one, no one's going to South Dakota. Um, shots fired. 
I've been there. Sorry. Other than other, other than the mountain, that's you're about right. it. Yeah. <laughs> the one attraction. But um, where was I going with this? Oh, so uh, so advertising yeah, didn't really play up as whether it was a monster movie, an apocalyptic scenario, with, like some sort of natural disaster. Yeah. They're just running all yeah, the time. Yeah, they're just running from random destruction. And then when you get when you get to the film and you see the monster, you see little glimpses of the monster throughout the film. It's mm-hmm. this giant four-legged two uh, two four limbs that were way longer than any of the other ones. And mm. after the fact, I remember J.J. Abrams talking about this is a baby. Holy this, shit! This is the like the youngest form of whatever this creature is. It's confused and it's being attacked from every angle by these annoying little ants to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but however, we didn't really get much of an explanation as to where it came from. However, by the end of the film, when it's, it shows a clip of the two main characters at Coney Island in a Ferris wheel, Ooh. and in the background you see something fall out of the sky into the ocean. Ooh. That's the only glimpse of any form of idea of where this thing came from. And people speculate oh, wait, wait, about wait. that for years. Like, wait, so the ending is like the pre... It shows you what happened at the beginning? Like the preamble? Well, yeah, because because it's found footage, it's... Mm. The idea of it was that what was happening was being taped over a uh, pre-existing tape from, from, the er- from the early years of that relationship. Mm. Mm. So the last clip is actually where the where the like, tape ended and what led back into the Coney Island trip. Okay. Uh, but other than that, that uh, that was the only like little hint as to where it could have possibly came from. Then the second film comes around. It's no longer found footage, and mm. the majority of the movie takes place in a bunker mm. with John Goodman's character and these and these other two yeah. that he took in. Great, great guy. Always cast as the villain type guy. Not always. Don't, I wish he. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of the times. Yes. He's, a, he's either a villain, uh, blues dancer in the case of Blues Brothers 2000. I apologize to anyone who watched that movie. Sometimes he'll just be the dad. Yeah. Like he also has a good good. Or a like, big, or a big hey, blue monster. Yeah. Mm. Monsters ain't people. Yeah, that was classic. Yeah. One time he got he gets to be the hero. Yeah. He 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 done it. He done it good. Uh, yeah. But yeah, gr- great actor. Uh, the crazy prepper. Uh-huh. Uh, in in that scenario, and I think what they're going for with that it was it was another one where they were building up what is it what is outside the bunker, and the the two other characters were really desperate trying to get out because they felt after a while that they were being held against their will which ultimately they were Uh, however he was not entirely wrong as to don't go outside and was this is this canonically after the the first movie don't know Uh, Mm. before after I don't think it matters anymore watch Cloverfield Paradox Uh, that's the the number one thing key to understanding is is buried within that movie Uh, Yeah, not very critically acclaimed. Not even very uh, uh, well acclaimed by the people by the people who watched it. But uh, mm. I enjoyed it. That's that's just what I got out of it. Uh, okay. It's it's not it's not a of non-thinking movie so much, but 
you need to listen and pay attention and kind of open your mind a bit to the strangest things that could possibly happen. That's that's the key to enjoying Cloverfield Paradox. Okay. Anyway. Do you think with the new information you got from three, you would have you you would be able to glean more information from the first two movies? Well, I'd be able to kind of understand where it all sits or where it all came mm. from. That's where that's what I got mm. from it. Okay. Because Paradox took it back to origins. All right. But at the same time, it stands alone. As, it can stand alone as its own thing. Mm. Uh. Okay. But Ten Cloverfield Lane, you know, ultimately what it came down to is once she broke out, and she had to be in a hazmat suit the whole time she was outside because she didn't know if the air. What was the guy? What was that? Like what exactly happened? Whether the air was even breathable? She all she saw was those few times where she got to the door, and there'd be someone from the outside trying to get in, and their skin was melting. Oh no! Or, or something of that extent. Uh. So, outside, hazmat suit, and weird, shape-shifting alien creatures mm. uh, roaming the lands, and large UFO ships uh, above. Mm. And I, I think as the credits rolled, it was as she... I, I, I can't remember what she did, I don't know if she took down a ship or one of the creatures, but she, she managed to get a vehicle working, and started taking that into the next town. I think we're in Texas. I think that's where this one takes place. Okay. But, uh, I don't know if she's heading to Houston or something, but she was listening to the radio where they had, like, a resistance broadcast going from town to town. And that was where she was headed. Mm. Yeah, e- each film can pretty much stand on its own. Like, there, there's mm. not too much of a continuum uh, from one to the other. Okay. Until Paradox sort of explains it, sort of? Yeah, Paradox serves as the explanation of, uh, as to why weird stuff is happening. All I got from the trailers, all I got from the trailers is, hey, people are getting infected and body parts are being possessed. And I'm like, oh no, when I saw that... Yeah, when the hand started climbing on the ground. Oh, funny story, that. Like, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, I'm getting a lot of, uh, what's it? The, the arm thing, that that's actually one of the stranger uh, parts of what is happening to them. It's it's mm. one of the ones that's least, people are least able to explain. I can't even explain it, but it was it was funny to me. Well, the thing is, well, the thing is, isn't there like an, like, I saw little tiny things on this one girl's eye in the trailer that were like looking like it was trying to get into her body. And I'm like, oh shit, it's one of those fucking aliens. Oh, I'm not okay with that. I don't want small aliens slowly getting into my body. Yeah. Strange thing about it. uh, I feel, I feel like I could say, I guess I could say this. It wouldn't reveal too much about the movie. It wouldn't destroy enjoyment of the film. But it might it might give you something to to look into. So sports minor spoiler alert: uh-huh. uh, the Cloverfield Paradox itself was a uh, theory drawn up by someone back on Earth because the movie takes place on a space station. Yeah, yeah, that much. Uh, little, little summary background of what they're trying to do. They have this particle accelerator that they're trying to test in space because it's too dangerous to do on Earth. Mm. Uh, to find a way to create a infinite power resource 
Okay, yeah. Something that they could use to solve the energy crisis, energy crisis and mass famine on Earth. Mass famine. I, yeah, I get, oh. there's a huge famine going on, specifically in Russia. Mm. Uh, which calls into so question timelines and everything. But Timelines, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, while they're testing this, there's a, a, a physicist, I think, on Earth who's really against even the idea of doing this because the use of a particle accelerator in theory mm -hmm. could tear apart the fabric of space-time mm. uh, affecting past, present, there, and future there, therefore, therefore paradox yeah, exactly and it could affect past, present, future multiple dimensions it, and it can end up just splicing all these realities together uh, creating some really weird shit. That's how you get uh, arms crawling across the ground. <laughs> uh, and the people on the station start experiencing some very strange fluctuations in reality. So, scientific paranormal activity. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> With only one found footage film so far. But, uh, and also at the same time, while they're experiencing fluctuation at the station, some weird stuff's happening on Earth as well. Because of the part of... Because there's a hole in space-time, essentially. And then each one of these could technically be a standalone timeline. Yeah. Oh, boy. Do you see? Do you, are you starting to piece together where yeah. some of this comes from? And that's why they're going to World War Two. Yeah, because it's like, okay, how or how could the past be affected now? Mm. So technically, three is the genesis. Yes, yeah, th three is genesis of the Cloverfield franchise mm. by far. Problem is, I, I think a lot of people. It, it may not be the strongest uh, film. Of the franchise mm. so far, but it definitely answers questions. Uh, so not okay, because all right. So that changes how. So that makes it so that he doesn't need to explain how one and two are connected. Right. But it does make it so that. Yeah. Okay. It it basically opens the franchise to the realm of almost infinite possibilities well now you're just now that you're doing this it just seems like this is the film version of the X-Files kind of like episodic weird shit is happening yeah which Twilight Zone which I kind of figured was where it was going after I saw 10 Cloverfield Land because it was such a deviation from the first that I was like okay this is this is like Twilight Zone the film franchise and I'm okay with, so basically, I'm okay with that so basically, each one is gonna have some weird play on Clover. So yeah, so uh, either well, Clover's its own thing. Uh, I, li I like Clover. Clover's definitely gonna return. Uh, wait, wait, what? Like the Cloverfield? Wait, I thought what? The, what? What's Clover? Oh, Clover's the 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 monster. Oh. The big. Okay. Clo creature. Okay. Uh, okay. That's, or at least that's what I've 
come to know it as from bonus features where they talk about it, and I think they actually refer to it as Clover. Clover. Uh, Clover Field ultimately is what is the name of the space station mm-hmm. that was testing the particle accelerator. And then Ten Cloverfield Lane is so the thematic. The thing, the line that clo- ties all these films together is there's going to be something that involves clover. Well, the the name Cloverfield. Oh, the the yeah, the word Cloverfield or clover. Yeah. something to that extent. Except maybe the next one, for, because the only thing I know out of the next one is it's called Overlord. I don't I don't know if it's going to be Cloverfield <laughs> Overlord or if it's just going to be Overlord. But I in before. At the end of the movie, there's some nigga with Overlord on it, right? In his title or some shit. And then somehow, some piece of paper gets ripped and floats down. And the Uh, beginning letters of CL gets put on on the end of Overlord. It's Cloverlord or some shit. In before. I like that. And it's going to be at the end of the movie. Guarantee it's going to be at the end of the movie. Or near the end of the movie when that happens. Like, oh, oh, it's a Clover Lord. Like, well, well, why would they they throw that in randomly if we already know it's going to be connected to Cloverfield? That's, it, this, well, the, maybe, the twist doesn't work if we already know it's coming. That's the problem. Well, that's the thing. I don't know if many people would have just guessed that. Like I well, did. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people that's read and watched too much to be like, eh, he's he thinks he's clever. I already see. <laughs> I, I already see the matrix. I'm already through. Bing. Yeah, I'm already three chess moves ahead, sir. <laughs> um, oh my god. Uh, we were we were okay. So speaking of movies and yes. shit that I can't wait to be on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. Freaking the idea of the Black Panther movie. Yes. Um, yes. Um, uh, it is probably it, okay. So I don't know if you've known this, but there's this there's this been this thing where in Hollywood for for whatever reason, black movies get put get are told to be done in the beginning of the year for whatever reason. A lot of big black movies get told to be do this like I'm I haven't noticed that but now that you mentioned it yeah it's been <laughs> happening for years and especially in like February so I'm like this is probably going to be the one time that a black movie gets relegated to the month where movies go to die Man, that it's going yeah. that it's going to outsell everything else and I'm so hyped is I'm, it coming out this month? yeah it's February like the 20 something oh crap yeah dude it shows you how much I pay attention. It's going to be lit <laughs> AF, bro. It's already, uh, uh, it's already, all the pre-orders are already sold out, my dude. I bet. Oh, man. It just, it's going to make every, it's going to be like, it's going to literally make every black person have a superhero that they're like, oh, other than Green Lantern John Stewart, this guy's the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, mean, I, I, I am genuinely like very happy with what they did mm. with uh, with Black Man. Like I was aware of the character long before he was going to make a film appearance. Well, like, I got I knew, I knew about uh, a lot of different Marvel characters and I always wondered about when they were going to bring Wakanda into this because yeah. it was the main source of vibranium. Vibranium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you saw him in that Avengers movie and you're like, "Yes, it's happening." It's way more than I thought it was going to be. Holy crap. Yeah, he did in his own movie. 
Man, if they're able to get finally, if they're able to get X Men, are we gonna get him dating Storm? Oh, he married Storm in the comic books, and I'm like, only. Oh, did, okay, I was, I was about to say, I was like, did he have a thing with Storm? Yeah, in the comic books, they were married. She was like the queen of Wakanda for a while. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine the being Black Panther, having the most <laughs> the richest city and country in the world and also one of the most An powerful, extremely powerful x-men yeah the most powerful mutants in the world as your boo thing <laughs> black panther is low-key just you just low-key he's just like he's killing it he's just like yeah i'm uh i win <laughs> yes <laughs> i am batman except better Except I am bu- I am bulletproof Batman. I'm bulletproof Batman without the mental issues. Um, Th- there is a there is a Batman equivalent in the Marvel franchise, but uh, he actually does have some severe mental issues. Oh, uh, ta- talking about Moon Knight, yeah. He's infinitely in more interesting because of that. Oh yeah, because he's full on schizophrenic. Yeah, uh, not, not not schizophrenic. There's actually a huge difference. Uh, he has dissociative identities. Yeah, he does. Wouldn't he also be a bit schizophrenic if you're talking about him talking to that god? Oh yeah, Egyptian with his, with his exchanges with Khonshu. Yeah, the the Egyptian god. Well, the thing. Okay, so here's the thing about that, which I guess they in the more recent Moon Knight stuff they've been really getting down to is um, is uh. They they've been playing on the idea of is this real or is this all in his head, right? But well, with the Marvel universe, it could be anything. Yeah, well, the th- <laughs> it's crazy because there's this one storyline for Moon Knight where he's trying to escape this this mental facility, mm. but the people in the mental facility have been like, "Yo, these these Moon Knight things that you've been go you've been thinking you've been doing have been all in your head." And then he starts to see characters that have been reappearing in his stories for a while, as oh, yeah. as, as, inmates, o- as inmates, or, yeah, as well, other patients. And then like he keeps switching between like him going and fighting these uh, after afterworld demons and like them being the ones imprisoning him. So yeah. you, as you're reading, you're like, is he just mentally insane, or is this just a trick by these people to make him think that? <laughs> Right. Well, a lot, a lot of times, and also not even just in the in the insane asylum aspects, mm-hmm. but also in his, his in some of the other uh, stuff he deals with. Mm-hmm. I think he ends up like switching personalities uh, while in in character as Moon Knight. Like he he might be yeah. the non lethal crime fighter in one case. And then he goes to, to on like a killing spree as a whole nother person. I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, he, he does have a flip flop and uh, your audio is cutting out something fierce, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, I got pulled through a wormhole there for a bit. Uh, okay. You bet. Paradox. <laughs> you can hear me now, though, right? Yeah, I can hear you now. Dope. We have returned from our um, other dimension. 
from the other dimension. We took a <laughs> the technology force. Yeah, the technology forced us to take a break. Um, uh, we're talking about Moon Knight, right? And how yeah. crazy his stories are. Mm-hmm. How, specifically, the, the alternating personalities to cope with whatever stress he was uh, dealing with at that time. Yeah. He's a very have... Sybil-like quirk. Uh, mm. He has like three main ones. And one one is like a dude in a suit, which is like the investigator one. One is like the combative one, right? And then there's like a third that's like a different one. Am I, am clearly, I correct? You clearly know more about this one than I do. Because all I know okay. is that he's a, he's a Batman in parallel with multiple personalities. Well, the thing that gets me, right, is not only are gods confirmed with Thor and stuff in this mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Freaking the Egyptian gods, like, in in the most recent one, in... in, in uh, in uh, in the more recent stuff for Black Panther, it wasn't like this all the time. But oh. in the more recent one, they made Black Panther the, the Panther God Bast from from it, from the Egyptian lore. So that means the Egyptian gods are totally true in well, this world. It ties it ties in with there's a huge multiverse with Marvel. Mm. E- even the even the Christian God. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he, he exists, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, he exists in that world. Uh, the the devil, which goes by the name of Fisto. Yeah. Uh, who gave Ghost Rider his abilities? Yeah, and then stole Mary Jane Peter Parker's marriage. Oh, that that fiasco! That, that was a bad. That was a bad writing thing. He, he did. Oh, yeah, oh, that was a hor- that was a horrible uh, in- comic instance where a, mm. a lot of people freaking hated it because. Mephisto yeah. didn't steal Mary Jane. Yeah. Peter made a deal yeah. with Mephisto. Yeah. Take their marriage for what? Why would you want to why erase you, it from why would, you, why would you want to erase that? I don't. What does that? What did he gain from that? Something about uh, how she, she wouldn't have to deal with uh, people trying to get to her, or trying to get to him through her. Mm. Maybe I. That, that's the best case scenario. But that wouldn't that be Mephisto doing them a solid? Usually Satan isn't about like doing said, people a solid. Like I said, bad writing. Mm. <laughs> mm. And of, of course, yeah. Any any deal with the devil is not not one that you win or that you come out with. Yeah. Any sort of positive. Honestly. Yeah. And it, you know, even even with that deal notwithstanding there's still the aspect of he killed her by having sex with her wait what oh you don't know about this story wait Mephisto no 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 no. uh Peter what okay uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make I'll make this short and sweet well maybe not so sweet so, so, short and bittersweet uh, radioactive, spi- radioactive spider bite, radioactive yeah. fluids. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> she wasn't ready! She wasn't ready! No! What? <laughs> I just knew of this story. I didn't know the bitty gritty. Holy. Oh, yeah, he, he, he gave her, I think, some form of cancer. Holy shit. Yeah. To be fair, if I was Peter, and I didn't know she was like, 
I didn't know like she was sick because of like specifically my my fluids mm. I would have thought I did amazing <laughs> she, <laughs> she she I, I did it I, I, I went so hard in the paint she had to take a break <laughs> what's her hair falling out now uh, uh, oh uh. Oh no! Ladies and gentlemen, you can always count on me to take it to a dark, even darker place. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> they, 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 they confirmed there's an alternate universe where they never broke up and like oh, they yeah. have a child, and like she, oh, she also is like Spider Woman as well because like he made like her suit for her. She doesn't have all the like powers, but. She helps out because her daughter like goes out with him sometimes, so she's like, I might as well come. Okay. That's that's what Peter said. I might as well come. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. We started this. God damn. <laughs> I might as well. I'm we so pull, mad. We pulled this pony out of the stable, we're gonna ride it, see where it takes us. Uh, yeah, right <laughs> off a cliff. Yep. Um but yeah, back to Moon Knight. He's an interesting one. I feel like maybe I should actually start reading his stuff because I feel like he's Loki, the most slept-on character. Yeah, he's, he's one of those ones that I think they're <laughs> the studio's really resisting uh, putting putting in either a TV show or a film adaptation. Mm. Uh, well, I wonder if, if if a lot of that is due to the extreme parallels between him and. Mm. DC's Batman because he basically is Batman the only difference is he's a much stable Batman yeah, yeah he's an extremely unstable Batman the, I think the biggest difference is that is that and the uh, boomerang are shaped or the shurikens are shaped like moons yeah 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 and he actually has like a, a deity he talks yeah. to or thinks he does uh, depending. Yeah, depend, depending uh, on which aspect of it is true or not, whether or not he's really, well, we already know it's out of his mind, but yeah. whether that's a figment of his imagination as well, or if just it's just a driving opponent of his true madness. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, he's, he's meta as hell. <laughs> yeah, he really is. I wonder if... I feel like Deadpool would have a field day with him because I feel like Deadpool would be like, "I'm crazy, but you're insane." Yes. <laughs> well, he, he he might have to be like, "Oh no, wait, yeah, I get it." <laughs> that's that's, that's well, the scary part. <laughs> he might actually. Understand you know, it. I I get it. I have three voices at all times. Uh, but uh, the the thing that gets me uh, the most right is that there's another Marvel character that does seem to have his own TV show. He's like the most powerful X-Men ever. Um, he basically he's basically an X-Men with uh, disassociative identity disorder but each one of his each one of his disorders has its own power. Oh god, who is this? I'm trying to think that I should know. He has a, t- he, he has a TV show now? Or a Netflix show? One of them. But he's an X-Men and he's like... Is- He's like, yeah, is it ahead. the is it the one on Fox right now? Possibly uh, the gifted. The gifted, yeah, yeah him. The gifted. All right, he, I haven't watched. He it. had a, like a he has a big 
Oh no, the gifted. No, 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 no. That's a different one. No, okay. no, no. That's not him. There's another one where. Oh, fudge, I have to look this up. Let me look this up. I've, I've seen. Um, like I've, as far as the gifted goes, like I've seen parts of the gifted mainly because I know someone who is an extra in, in I think a few of the episodes. Oh. Yeah. Sh- oh, shout, really out, cool. shout out to Courtney Deeds. You keep on going. <laughs> oh wow. I, I uh don't know who that is. Uh, she uh, she's an actress the worst out of Atlanta. Uh, mm. She's I've seen her in a few different uh, productions. I've seen her in uh, Mockingjay Part Two. Mm. She, she was one of the capital citizens during that that big evacuation towards the end. Uh. Uh, she she had a she had a much bigger role in I can't remember what the name of the show. It was an, I feel like it was another uh, the CW or Fox Network uh, TV mm. show. I'd have to IMDb it later, but yeah, she's uh, she's making a name for herself. She's getting up there. Mm. She keeps popping up, so she's been doing something right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway the, the so the TV show that's not the gifted uh, is it? No, I I don't know. If James McAvoy, I th- I think it's called Split. That, no, it's James McAvoy. Let me check this. That's not an X Men. No, 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 no. That's not the X. It's not the X Men movie. <laughs> yeah, in an alternate universe where Professor X is just a guy mm. with multiple personality disorder in an mm. M Night Shyamalan film. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that one was all right. Legion. There we go. Legion. Is that the name of the show or the character? It'd be a great name for the character. Um, I think that's the name of the character. Okay. And I think they actually called the. I think they actually have it for the TV show as well. Fix that door, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, it's the name of the it's the name of the it's the name of the show and the um, the, uh, the the TV show as well. I believe. If I ever start doing creepy bosses, I'm gonna ask you to do the sound uh, the sound effects with that door. <laughs> uh, the ability to spontaneously develop mutations that manifest as split personalities with their own powers, and can absorb another person's psyche into his own into his as an alternate personality, and manifest their superhuman abilities when they are dominant, but not limited to. Including, but not limited to, reality warping, energy protection, matter manipulation, energy manipulation, telepathy, telekinesis, pyrokinesis, time travel, rapid punching, at least 200 Omega level personalities. He is literally the most powerful X-Men. So basically, Ermac, if he was an X-Man. <laughs> basically, but also, like, because he has split personalities, not only will his personality change, his body will change. because he's a goddamn expert of course why not and so like sometimes he's not the dominant personality at the time Mm. and one of the other alters will get in control and some of them aren't always trying to do the best thing in the world oh I'm sure so there's sometimes where he has to go out and like rein them in Um, there's yeah those are always fun nights at the X-Mansion, because you never really know who's coming to dinner. Yeah. Well, there's that and the, the fact that, like, I, there was a storyline, if I remember correctly, where 
he somebody splits him it like gets all of his alters out into as individual people and then he's like oh no i uh, must catch them all uh, pokemon yes except with mutant powers that could literally change reality as we know it oh god <laughs> i tell you what the last thing you need uh, someone with abilities like professor x in is with someone who is that unstable yeah physically and mentally apparently honestly i think in that storyline he was i think professor x was like comatose because he was using all of his mental energies to like control that one guy yeah that or something to that effect and this and this is the same guy who was who kept trying to contain phoenix yeah. Just as a little, you know, side fiasco while he was dealing with everything else. Yeah. Just going about his daily routine, make sure the Phoenix doesn't get out. Yeah, that's... <laughs> make sure the Phoenix Force doesn't try to destroy the Earth. Uh... Um, oh! There will be nothing left to identify this planet if you let it loose. Oh, uh, crazy thing about the Phoenix Force, evidently in Marvel Comics, she was a deity in, like, the ancient, ancient times. And, Sumerian? Uh, yeah. So basically, uh, in the new run of Thor, it's been confirmed that um, Odin originally w- w- wielded Thor's hammer or something. Mm-hmm. Mjolnir. And yeah, and like it was hard, it was heavy for him to use. It was a li- he was he was able to use it, but it was a little bit more strenuous for him. And okay. for a while, he dated the Phoenix Force because evidently the Phoenix Force is female. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. And like, there's a there's like the Avengers of like the of the year like something BC. And it's really interesting because there's there is a Black Panther in that group. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Highlander of the of the freaking Marvel universe, right there. Yeah. It's Black Panther. They can be on So Black Panther, uh, what's his face, and uh, Odin. Odin. And, and the then Phoenix. the and the Phoenix Force, and there's another person. I think it might have been like a witch doctor who was the the the, the Doctor Supreme at the time or whatever. Uh, Sorcerer Supreme. Supreme, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so so the the original Doctor Strange. Yeah, basically. Or or was it? Uh, what was her name? The the old one. It wasn't, it wasn't always a her either. It was. Uh, I think it was male. The, the, the original one was a male, and then when they they made the film, they turned it into a Celtic woman. Yeah, because they didn't want they wanted to be able to sell this internationally, is what I heard. Yeah, I, I never I never found out the reason for it, but China has a beef with people from uh, the Himalayas, oh. and China's a big market. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that, that makes sense. It, it upset a lot of people, I know that much. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in their case, I sort of understood why they didn't. That's what they mm-hmm. said. They're like, if we were to make a Himalayan man, he literally, China would literally not let us. And that's a third of the, <laughs> a third of the human population saying, nah, we're not watching the movie. <laughs> well, yeah, so. it's... it's Ch- China is very hard to please. And Did you hear about what they did when 
The Last Jedi got into the country. It, it was taken out of theaters almost immediately. Why? I don't remember why. <laughs> what, why would it, there's? I don't understand. Was there anti-good people, good propaganda in that? That doesn't make any sense. Was there anti-good people propaganda? Yeah, because isn't China's whole thing like they're trying to be moralistic and stuff? Like, I, I don't know anymore, man. Uh, I didn't they like is it? Is it did somebody is somebody just does not like Ray? I don't know. <laughs> Governments. I, I mean, I, I'd be like, I get she's a very poorly written character, but still. I, what? But they less did they did they did they? So are you saying the Last Jedi or the new one? The Last Jedi. Okay. No, Solo has uh, actually they completely changed the name for the Chinese release because they didn't want to, anyone to think it was in any way related to Star Wars. I think they called it Ranger Solo. Do they have a beef with Star Wars? I guess they do. I have to look this up. Yeah, I, but that's going to be somewhere we'll have to, a discussion for another time because clearly... This is this, I'm so confused by you, China. Much more why would, this. Why would you like episode... Seven, but hate episode eight. If you already know what did they like episode seven? I mean, if they're beefing about episode eight now, <laughs> I, I I don't I don't remember how long it lasted in, in uh, the Chinese theaters, but I know it wasn't very long, like two mm. weeks tops. You know what? What else is crazy? Mm. China banned hip hop. For real. Like everything about the culture, like you, you can't be on TV having tattoos, gold chains, hats. So like, you know what that means, right? It's going to do amazing in the underground. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Good. Chinese. Maybe, maybe it will revert back to its original form. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be Chinese hip hop though. So yeah, their version of hip hop is different from ours. Of course. Um, but you, what you've done, China, is not. You, you do understand that hip hop started as a subculture and now you've added oppression to it so therefore it shall grow yes <laughs> congratulations you made the your problem effort, worse your efforts to kill me have only made me stronger stronger basically cause now now there's an actual bad boy edge to it now where like oh, yeah. now you can argue that now that hip hop's become popular it's whole rebelliousness that it had is no longer really there as much mm-hmm. but now it's like the rebe- if you're in China and you listen to hip hop, you're a rebel as fuck. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's literally illegal. Oh my god! As it goes, it's like China is one of, one of the very few countries nowadays. Well, them and North Korea, but North Korea just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, the, one of the few countries that can just say this is illegal now. Yeah, nothing you can do about it. It's illegal now. And he was like, nigga, what? What? The, the, only, the only difference is they try. Yeah. They try, but they forget. And they, yeah, they also have the whole internet ban for a lot of different things, don't they? Well, they yeah, they're internet ban, film ban, uh, who, who knows what else. Uh, I'm still not, I'm still very foggy on what it takes just to, if you're even like going to visit, like even going to Hong Kong or something. Hong Kong's almost its own thing. Yeah, uh, it's a lot more capitalist than Hong Kong. Yeah, right. like there's China and then there's Hong Kong. Yeah, 
it has sort of its own laws going on, I think. Own, own laws, own language. Uh, yeah, no joke, own language. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the, so the, the traveling there might be might be different, but mainland China? Yeah, mainland is... A... Uh, there, there's some hoops to jump through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we go from the Black Panther to communist countries? Like, that's, I don't know. This is what our, our conversations amount, amount to, mo- like, every day now. Hey, hey it's, they're, they're going to enjoy the ride. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. Um, <laughs> strap in, folks. Strap in. Where this is going to go, nobody knows. Um, <laughs> what, what else am I Okay, so we got. I think, uh, I think we, I think we covered a lot of it. I think um, we did. Yeah. I think we're good for the most part. So we got, um, we got the award shows. Uh, Black Panther out of the way. Oh, I was gonna just a personal tip. Mm-hmm. Everybody who follows me on Instagram who listens to this show, uh, I've had probably one of the worst weeks when it comes to making art and comics, uh, at least digitally. My tablet break, like, stops to working with the pen, right? The pen tip doesn't work. So I can't draw at, really at all. And then what happens when I'm trying to fix it, and I'm like, okay, I, like, bite the bullet. I'm like, I'm going to have to just buy a new uh, Stylus. tablet. No, okay. just tablet. Cause okay. the, the, because the, this tablet I was using is a bamboo, and it's uh, they no longer make it. It's old, old. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm just gonna have to buy a new. How much does like a new one, one cost? <laughs> Depends on the size. If I were to get the cheapest one, it'd be extra small, but it'd be like twenty-two dollars. It'd be but tiny, so I'm like, I might have to go up to like seventy-five dollars and stuff. Um, but uh, the 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 big thing here is um, then my main computer that I use because it's bigger and has more RAM. It's old as well, and it just doesn't boot up anymore. Like, the, the hard disk is, is shot. Technology sucks, essentially. Yeah, yeah. so I was going to start actually working on a comic book and possibly putting it on Webtoon. Sorry for any of you who've been looking at my Instagram, thinking, being like, where is this, where is this boy? I, uh, there, I, there I've been. This week has not been the most gracious to me due to that um so yeah all right gotta love it gotta love it follow me on all my things on the void art um and yeah uh, this has been the clue fix where we critique review and analyze where, what we may not be qualified to criticize i've been one half of the podcast uh the void art and branson ray <laughs> yeah yeah have a good one guys have a good one